0: regular Drews. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 18. High marks for malice. Nancy Drew case file number 32.
1: Well, aren't you a regular Nancy Drew?
0: We sure hope so. And we hope you are too. Join us as we talk Nancy Drew cover to cover and click to click. Welcome to regular Nancy Drew. Corey, i loved it It was really it. good that's a
1: great one
0: <laughs> it's a really good one i am just so glad that we finally hit one that is like a good portrayal of ned and nancy's relationship finally it was amazing mm-hmm. it, obviously we'll get into that later but i just need to say off the bat that ned and nancy drew shippers like this is your port of call you know, like this is the book for you. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's also just so like, so exciting. It was thrilling. I felt like I was reading a genuine thriller, which is not always the case with some of these. Some of these can be kind of like, okay, like, let's get, let's get going or whatever. But this one, I was like, what is going to happen? What is going on?
1: (laughs) Nonstop action. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. No, it was action packed for Mm -hmm. sure. For sure.
1: I felt tired for Nancy. It felt like she was running all over this college campus, the entire book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But she needed to, though. There was so much going on that she had to be here and there in one place and the other and Mm -hmm. get away from the bad guys and get chloroformed and
0: all that. So Be drenched in sweat from an unintentional steam bath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so three words. words, Yes. Um, Okay, like computers. Computers, like number one because (laughs) the (laughs) the level. Um, When was this? When was this? Nineteen
1: eighty nine. February nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Published.
0: Oh my god! The technology. Woo.
1: It's very obviously written in 1989 and we'll get there, but the way they describe how computers work and some of the explanations that they provide for, I mean, the character's benefit, but really for the reader's benefit in 89. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very funny.
0: You know, honestly, I'm like so glad that they provide the explanation for the reader's benefit because even now it's in 2021. It's 2021, right? Yes. Um, yep. <laughs> Sorry. Just momentary lost in time and space um but even for me in 2021 I was like what the hell are they talking about (laughs) and part of that is yes just because it was set in the late 80s and obviously computers were very new and they talked about things very differently like Mm -hmm. back then but it was still I was like I I have no concept of what they're talking about
1: yeah. So. Yeah, I I know nothing about computers, <laughs> nothing about computer programming, but sometimes <laughs> they're like, the computer required an eight foot table to accommodate its size. <laughs> all right,
0: <laughs> awesome. Yay! All right. <laughs> yeah. So computers. Yes. College. Cause it's on a college campus. Mm-hmm. And God. I don't know. Just a lot of like violence, like a lot of like a lot of violence, like hand to hand combat though, not yes. like. <laughs> Hey! No guns in this one. No, no guns, guns.
1: Lots of karate.
0: Lots of karate, which is, which is preferred, I think. Yeah. Oh, karate yeah. is a much much preferable to guns. So yes. okay, yeah. Computers, college, karate. Let's go with that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Oh yeah. Well, let's jump into our summary then.
0: Hell yeah. Okay. So, chapter one. Nancy and Ned are in the car. They're on their way to... Okay. Also, this is going to be the first issue, though, in the book. How do you pronounce the name of this college? (laughs) Basson? Okay.
1: It's B-A-S-S-O-N.
0: Basson? Basson?
1: I'm not sure.
0: Well, that's going to be an issue because I don't... Every time I read it, I say something differently. I found myself, like, reading Bassoon. So I'm probably going to say that at some point. Bassoon College. It is definitely not Bassoon College, everyone. But yeah, it's supposed to be like
1: an uh, Ivy League college. It's set in Maryland. uh, Not set in Maryland. It's it's located in Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) And Nancy remarks on how gorgeous this campus is. She tells Ned that if he transferred there, she would be visiting him all the time because it's just such a gorgeous
0: campus. Mm It's like springtime and it's still kind of chilly. So this is like... Oh no, it's
1: like... It's a couple days before New Year's Eve.
0: Oh, weird. Nancy called it springtime. Swear, because I wrote that down. At
1: the Um, very end, they're talking about how it's the day before New Year's Eve. I think they're on winter break, like between Christmas and New Year's. She does say that the air is um, unseasonably warm, that it's like almost spring-ish kind of weather.
0: Maybe that's what I read. That's probably what I read and thought, oh, okay, it's springtime. Got it. No, it's winter break. Okay, right. <laughs> got it. Good, good clarification. But they okay, are so- going
1: to Basan Bassoon College, whoever to <laughs> to visit Ned's old childhood friend Lincoln Sheffield, who goes by Link, um, who who attends this college.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's really just just to start off the bat, it's just a Nancy and Ned love fest. Like they are oh, just yeah. absolutely lovey-dovey talking in the car the whole way there, to the point where it's like, okay, guys, like chill like <laughs> chill out yeah <laughs> um but they get there oh and today i learned that carillions means bells like bells in a mm-hmm. bell tower i've never heard that word before in my life
1: i hadn't either i had to google it but yeah they do talk about carillions how link asked them to meet them near the Carillion which is like the bell tower on campus yeah. Um so they do they go and they sit on this bench near the bell tower and they snuggle up together and <laughs> yeah yeah they get all cozy and after about 10 minutes Ned's like this is kind of strange Link has never been late for anything in his life this is really unlike him um, you know maybe he tried to call us or something or he needed to be late for some reason and obviously we didn't get the call because we were driving link has arranged for nancy to stay with one of his friends cassandra denton who also lives on campus or not also link has an apartment off campus but cassandra lives on campus so he's arranged for nancy to stay there so ned has this idea why don't we go contact cassandra find her and see if maybe link has tried to call her
0: yeah so they head over there and she cassandra who asks them to call her Cass so she is Cass Mm -hmm. um is very weird she is like very chilly towards Nancy like gives her like the up and down eye look and Mm -hmm. right off the bat is super rude to Nancy but Nancy is like determined to not be rude back because Nancy is a very good guest and she's like I'm not gonna be rude to my host no matter how rude my host is to me She just tries to ignore it, which it's very classy. So, you know, points for Nancy. But yeah, Cass is like, oh, no, I'm sure, you know, you guys just missed him. He's probably over at the bell tower right now. Let's go back. We'll go back and he'll be there. Mm. So they go back and he is not there. But Mm. they hear something in the bushes. And so Nancy goes over and Link is like passed out on the ground. They think he's like dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do think he said it first until they hear some like painful groans that he's mm-hmm. making, um, and they're like, "Link, Link, what's going on? Are you okay?" And he's like, "Nance, Nancy Drew, where is Nancy Drew?" <laughs>
0: So Ned and Nancy try to get Cass to go for help, but she, like, refuses. She, like, does not want to leave him. She's very reticent to leave him. But she eventually does. Yeah, she does go to get help. And, you know, an ambulance comes and everything. And um, we find out that he has, like, a broken leg. His keys are, like, laying next to his body. So luckily Ned and Nancy are able to get those before he's carted off. Um, And he says something very mysterious to them. He says, check fish tank, important, what does he say, man's, what? Did, oh, what did, oh,
1: man's buried, fish man's buried. tank, and then he goes completely unconscious, so they yes. don't get any more information other than fish tank, important, man's buried.
0: Mm-hmm. They're like, all right. Um, so yeah, they're waiting in the ER for him and the doctor comes to like, give them an update on Link and right as he is about to, the registrar, Mr. Chapin, Chapin? Chapin? I don't know. Again, uh, (laughs) Jupin? I don't know. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Bassoon. Nancy even
1: can't remember at one point. She's like, (laughs) Chaplin. No, that's not right. (laughs) That's not right.
0: I think it's Chapin. Mr. Chapin shows up. Um, and the doctor tells them and the registrar, oh, by the way, it's like Nancy, Nancy and Ned are there. And uh, Mr. Chapin is like, oh, you know, just tell me, you know, you shouldn't tell these people. And the doctor freaking stands up to the registrar and is like, actually, these are his friends. They were very concerned about him. They made a real effort to make sure he got here. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell them, like. Right. What happened to him, which I don't think, which I believe is probably directly in violation of HIPAA, but way to go, doctor. <laughs> Here for it. I mean, what makes
1: the registrar have more of a right to know what happened than the people that brought him in? I mean, yeah, it's I really
0: don't know. true, 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 true. I mean, HIPAA, yeah. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. whatever, whatever. <laughs> But so the doctor tells him that Link is in a coma and that he has several broken bones and is basically very lucky to be alive. And but like they don't even really know if he is going to how long he's going to stay alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a very dangerous situation for our friend Link right now. And Ned, poor Ned, is very, very upset because Link is like Honest. his childhood best friend. Um, and he, you know, he was looking forward to seeing him. And now this tragedy basically has happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he had a suspected head injury that's consistent with a fall, is what the doctor says. And since he was found at the base of the bell tower, obviously what we're assuming here is that Link fell from the bell tower. And Shapin automatically says, like, well, oh, he must have been doing this bell tower prank. We tell kids every year not to go up there, or whatever, and they always do. But Cassandra is, or Cass, sorry, she says Cass. Cass says... No, that's totally out of character. Link would not do that. What are you talking about? That's crazy.
1: He's not a prankster. Yeah.
0: Right. He's a serious guy. Um, and Shapen just kind of like blows her off as her. Um, And he just tells the doctor to get in touch with him about Link with any updates.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, bummer. Nancy does make a note that she thinks it's weird that Shapen is so involved that he...
0: He's very concerned. He's yeah. so
1: concerned about this, which like... To be fair, someone a representative of the school should be concerned about a student who's who's had an accident like this on campus. I'm sure it's a liability for the school. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it's just kind of weird that the registrar would show up for any hospitalized student. But but yeah, yeah. <laughs> strange.
0: Yeah. Um. So Cass is like super upset. She's so upset. And they're about to like all drive back or whatever. And Cass is like, you know what? No, I'm just going to walk home. Like, I'll see you at the dorms. I don't want to. I don't want to be in the car with you guys, basically. Right. Anyway, so Ned says it's super weird that Cass is so upset because he knows that, like, they're just classmates and coworkers at Computer Lab on campus. He doesn't think that, like, they're together or anything, so why is she acting so upset about this? It's just weird. Obviously, at this point, we're like, okay, well, duh. Like, regardless of whether or not they're together, like, Cass (laughs) is in love with this with Link, so uh, oh, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah. why, man. that's why she's upset. But anyway, they decide to go ahead and go to Link's apartment. I don't really remember why.
1: They said that they were going to, they hadn't eaten yet, so they were going to go pick up some food, and then rather go back, rather than go back to Cass's dorm, they were going to give her some privacy, so they were just going to go back to Link's apartment and eat okay. it there.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Right, right, right. Um, so they head over to Link's apartment, and immediately, right when they get there, something isn't right the door is unlocked when they go to open it. So Ned's like, that's super weird. And he like goes to stumble in the door and he like, or sorry, he goes into the door and then he stumbles. Um, He like drops the bags in the dark. It's like dark inside the apartment and Nancy can't really understand what's going on. She just hears kind of like a scuffle inside. Mm -hmm. And so she goes to walk in and as she starts to walk in a black gloved hand reaches out of the door and like yanks her into the room. And then they slam the door closed. And so like, they're all in the apartment in like this darkness and Nancy is like, reaching around like trying to grab this person who like yanked her in here and all we know is like what she feels with her hands that she feels short silky hair and someone with a beard and like she is able to like feel around his face to his ear and she pulls out his ear like hard mm-hmm. go nancy and there's a high-pitched shriek of pain and, and then he throws, like, a blanket or something, like, over her head. Right. And then she just hears the door slam and assumes that he has, like, run out. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're eventually able to get the lights on in this apartment. Um, and they, you know, find that it's a blanket that he threw over Nancy's head. And she talks to Ned. And they look around the apartment and everything. And there are diskettes that have been diskettes. Okay, translation for everyone who does not know what a diskette <laughs> is. It is essentially Gen Z, a floppy disk, up. <laughs> okay? If you've ever seen a floppy disk, if you've ever seen the save icon on a computer, <laughs> that shape, that's a diskette. It was like a physical thing that people used <laughs> to save information from computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a CD or a flash drive,
1: and there used to be a special slot that you had to put the co- put right. it in the computer, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the room's been ransacked, so all these diskettes are just everywhere. They're scattered all over the
0: place. Uh huh. There's also like printouts from Link's computer that's in the apartment that have just been like ripped up and thrown everywhere about the room. But it doesn't seem like anything is stolen, which is weird. Um, like the TV is still there. Like the radio was still there. So obviously they weren't after like you know, valuables. Yeah. Valuables. And so you know Ned and Nancy start to kind of like pick up a little bit and start talking about, you know, link and everything. And Ned says that um, all he knows really is that he was just filling in for a TA for a professor who had recently died. Well,
1: Ned does also tell Nancy that Link is a computer science major. Oh. He's really, really into computers. So they do also mention the eight-foot table that Link has to accommodate <laughs> this computer and the monitor and the printer in his apartment. So um, that is kind of a rare thing in the 80s to have your own personal computer in your apartment. Um, so he's got you know, he's got this whole setup and somebody has clearly been messing around on his computer. Um, and Nancy says that their hamburgers that they bought to oh, yeah. come, come eat here uh, were just like completely... Completely squished when when there was the scuffle, so she gets rid of those and she says, "I'm starving. Do you think he would mind if I had a piece of this saltwater taffy?" Because she sees a box of taffy, and Ned's like, "No, he wouldn't mind. You know, help yourself." And they open the box and they find this little slip of paper, and on the paper is like code, like programming language. Um, and she asks Ned what it means, and he says he's not familiar with it. He knows a little bit of programming languages, but not enough to be able to recognize what this code is.
0: Right. So they pick up a textbook off the ground that had been like thrown there and a piece of paper falls out of it. And Nancy or Ned reads out what was written on this paper, which is mind your own business or we'll mess you up so bad you won't live to mess with your computer. Yikes. So it sounds like Link was in some kind of trouble. And Ned kind of says that's probably why he wanted to talk to you so badly. He must have needed our help for for something mm. um and apparently and they don't think he went up this bell tower on his own so they think that someone has pushed him from this bell tower and that mm. someone tried to kill him right intense oh but then they hear <laughs> something outside
1: nancy thinks "Ooh." Maybe it's our, our bad guy coming back because he thinks we've left or he's come back with backup or something. So let's turn off the lights and let's jump on him and surprise him when he does come back in.
0: Oh, What a strategy, Nancy. Uh, what a strategy. Um, so they go to do that and they like crouch by the door and then the door flies open and it's the police. Freeze. Put your hands in the air. Um, the police think that Ned and Nancy have broken into this apartment <laughs> and we're like in the middle of stealing stuff. Great, 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 cool, Which, cool, 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 cool. Who called them? I don't know. <laughs> I I imagine so. I think essentially, eventually, what we determine, I think, is that someone saw like suspicious activity from the oh, previous break-in. Probably, so, like someone saw the guy break in earlier or saw like a shadow moving around Link's apartment or something. And call the cops but yeah so so they try to explain to the police that no like you know we're friends of link link is in the hospital we just came over here and actually there was someone who had broken in but it's not us i swear it's not us and the police of course don't believe them because this is a very strange story i wouldn't believe them probably either
1: but the police are like oh if i had a dollar for every time i heard that one (laughs) Okay, sure, but
0: yeah, but they
1: are arrested.
0: They are arrested, and they have to go to the police station and are detained and questioned for two hours, but after, like, verifying their story and calling the hospital and everything, they eventually let them go mm-hmm. um, without charging them or anything.
1: And I just want to point out, it says they were released with apologies.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Again, uh-huh. we live in this fantasy land where the police are ever sorry for inconveniencing <laughs> you oh oh um anyway so they go ahead and nancy's exhausted of course at this point they're exhausted um so they ned goes to drop nancy off at cassandra's apartment and again Cass is just rude she like won't answer nancy's like direct questions to her about link and like even like just like her schedule and like what she's up to right stuff she's just like good night or whatever and so nancy says good night to ned and they go to bed she also does kind
1: of have some like sludge shaming moments there
0: yeah she says some weird stuff let me see if i can read an example of what she says
1: she also says something about like oh i hope ned doesn't mind being the next one in your long oh, yeah. string of broken hearts that you're leaving behind
0: mm-hmm. And Nancy is like very confused about this because obviously it's like what are you talking about like (laughs) what like what has compelled you to believe this about me i don't understand (laughs) what you're even really implying like so it's just very odd it's very odd um but anyway yeah Cass goes to sleep and nancy is like hmm Everyone's asleep. Ned is gone. What a perfect opportunity to snoop <laughs> um so <laughs> she decides to head over back to the chapel to kind of look around a little bit see if she can pick up any clues or anything and so she ends up like going up into the bell tower of the chapel and she sees all she finds up there is some threads from Link's sweater that have like hooked on to the window mm-hmm. um, and so presumably he I was I don't understand wh- how she made the conclusion that he jumped from those th- <laughs> or that he was pushed from those threads because it seemed to me like he could have also just fallen accidentally. Right. And still threads from his sweater could have gotten caught on there. But
1: I think she was just confirming that he was up there at all, you know, but still.
0: Right. Sure. 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 I mean, they are just Um, great
1: threads. There's no proof that they're his, but whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nancy. So, but while she's up there examining those threads, she hears two men coming up the stairs and she hears them say, no need for this. No way anyone could tell Sheffield was up here. And Link's last name is Sheffield. So Mm -hmm. Nancy knows that these guys are responsible for Link having either fallen or being pushed off of this bell tower. And she does not want to get caught up here. There's no way for her to escape. So what she ends up doing, she ends up like going out onto the ledge of this bell tower and like basically like crawling around the side, the ledge kind of extends a little bit so that hopefully in the darkness, no one can see her.
1: I would be like, just throw me out because there's no <laughs> way I'm climbing out there on my own.
0: Can you imagine? Oh, how terrifying.
1: And yeah. She just hangs onto the side of the building until she can mm-hmm. hear them leave or she sees
0: them leave outside. She's just hanging on. Like my arms are kind of getting tired here. I hope they yeah. leave soon. She also she has a moment where she's like, gosh, I hope this ledge can support my weight. Oh gosh. Yeah, I hope that too, Nancy. (laughs) I don't know. I would have I would have done hid behind a fucking bell or sorry, excuse my language, but like I would have did there were like numerous amounts of steps I would have taken before that. I would have hid behind the door that they opened to get here rush them as soon as they open the door slam it back yeah (laughs) but you know okay but it paid off hey it paid off and nancy is able to get back in safely and no harm comes of nancy um so obviously at this point now she knows that other people are involved and so it's very clear that whatever happened up in that bell tower like was something nefarious and it was very likely that link was pushed out of the bell tower Mm -hmm. um so nancy heads back to the dorm Cass makes another comment about Nancy being a love and leave type and doesn't mm-hmm. explain it. Nancy has some very catty thoughts towards Cass, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she doesn't say them out loud. Um, but basically, yeah. Cass is just awful. She's just being awful to Nancy.
1: Yeah, the next morning, she invites him to breakfast, and Cass is like, I don't even eat breakfast, so no.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cass is, like, super rude.
1: Yeah. She does also ask them yeah. what uh what Link was muttering when they found him in the bushes the night before and Nancy explains something about the fish tank and asks if there's any fish tank around um and Cass is like actually no that's the the nickname for the building that we use as the the student union just cuz the building is like made of mostly glass so they call it the fish tank and Nancy's like oh, perfect show us the way
0: yeah so, she man- they managed to convince Cass to show them around the fish tank, which, honestly, I don't know how they pulled that off if she wouldn't even go to breakfast with them, but mm-hmm. cool. She does. And so, she shows them the computer lab where Link worked, and we find out that Ned is a hacker? Yeah. Has, like, computer hacking skills. <laughs> don't understand this what happened to being a chemistry
1: major (laughs) i
0: i don't know ned is as similarly skilled as nancy is he plays football and basketball he yeah is a chemistry major Mm -hmm. and apparently also knows a lot about computers to the point where he can like hack them they specifically say hacker i remember yes i was like wow okay um, so after showing them the computer lab and Ned decides to stay at the computer lab, um, Nancy goes off with Cass to the spa where she works, which I also thought there is a spa on
1: Right. this. Obviously, there's like a gym and the computer lab and all these study halls and a dining hall. There's a lot of facilities within this fish tank building. And one of them is a spa where Cass happened to work. I don't
0: know. I guess it's a very like highfalutin college or something, but like, dang. All right. (laughs) So, and then there's another crack that she makes at Nancy about, there's going to be a lot of guys at the spa and that, you know, she'll love it because there's so many guys there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nancy is like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And then Cass directs Nancy towards this door. I forget what she says is in there.
1: She asks Cass if she can show her where Link's locker is. Because all the staff that work there. Because Link works at the computer lab. All the staff that work there have a locker. So she asks Cass, can you show me where the lockers are? And she's like, yeah, it's just in that room there and just kind of vaguely gestures down the hallway toward a door.
0: Yeah and so Nancy is like okay and the door is unmarked which is kind of weird and Nancy remarks that it's weird or whatever but she goes in anyway turns out it's the boys locker room mm-hmm. um, and they're just I guess naked guys in there. Not really I don't think the book does They're, ra- this they're wrapped that. in towels yeah. <laughs> they're wrapped in towels but basically naked guys and they're all like hey come in which all okay Creepy creepy. Mm-hmm. creepy 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 you also you sorry and why <laughs> didn't she just run out the second they why start
1: hassling uh, her
0: but one of them
1: is even like hey pick come see this and they're referring to mr pickering who is like an administrative uh, employee at mm-hmm. the college um, who happens to be in the locker room at the same time and nancy notices that he is rifling through a locker that she deduces must be Link's locker because she sees a photo of Link and Cass kind of on the locker door. So she's like, "Huh? why is this random administrative guy rifling through the locker? Uh, But then she thinks, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe this is just protocol for when a student, you know, (laughs) anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he slams the locker really quickly. And Uh, Yeah, we find out that he's the manager of the facility and he and Nancy ends up talking and, and to Cass and Cass says that she desperately needs some time off. Uh, Because she has to write this paper and things have been crazy, you know, and links in the hospital and everything. And Pickering's kind of giving her a hard time. And Cass is like, no, I asked for this time off, like back at Thanksgiving. I need this time off Mm. or whatever. And Nancy, very helpfully, says, oh, I can cover for you, Cass. I'm very happy to step in or whatever. And Pickering's like... Uh, are you sure? Like, do you know? You know, Cass works in like the weight room, and he's like, There's a lot of heavy equipment and stuff. And Nancy is like, I know all about gym equipment. Oh, what a crazy random happenstance. I see, I have a membership to a country club, and I, I'm in the workout room all the time. I know everything about gym equipment.
1: This made me laugh so hard because he goes, That should satisfy our insurance company. <laughs> You're fired. Ah!
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my I goodness. I mean, the, Nancy Drew's life, I mean, can you even just believe it? hmm So easy. So mm-hmm. easy for her. Um, yeah. Anyway, so she gets this job. <laughs> she basically gets Cass's job. For one day. <laughs> right, for one day. Um. But basically because Nancy actually really wants to snoop around the fish tank, obviously. Mm-hmm. But so she heads back to the computer lab to meet Ned. And as she is walking into the computer lab, she sees Ned flirting with a girl sitting at like the desk at the front of the computer lab and i'm like oh my gosh here we again, go again again <laughs> i cannot take another moment where nancy is gonna go on and on about how jealous she is or is gonna flip out and run away and not talk to ned for weeks or this something was
1: the most mature part of the nancy your files so far
0: <laughs> it was the best nancy immediately so she like she has a moment right she's like "Ugh, gross like he's flirting or something she has a moment of jealousy and then she moves past it ladies and gentlemen can we get a round of applause for nancy <laughs> just for a minute because she's like she, she's like okay yes i'm secure in our relationship basically and i'll go in and talk to them i'm sure ned's just investigating she really is. is like, I bet he's just trying to get in go with this girl to get information from her, which is true. Oh, <laughs> And Thank that's you. called
1: growth, ladies and gentlemen. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> yes.
1: I think they even do go step out into the hallway and Ned is like, listen, mm-hmm. Nancy, this girl works the other shift in the computer lab. So Link takes one shift. This girl, her name is Maria. She takes the other shift. Do you mind if I try to be nice to her? Because she's really laying it on thick with me. And you know, maybe I can get some information. And Nancy's like, okay, so long as I know you're mine, I'm fine with this. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: It's amazing. Oh. She definitely doesn't enjoy it. And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to enjoy it. But, like, go for it because we got to figure out what happened to Link. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, yes, what we've been wanting from the very beginning, Ned and Nancy team up to solve a mystery. Can you believe they're actually on the same page about this? It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: It's, crazy. It. it's refreshing almost. well
0: so- So
1: refreshing. At this point, Maria does poke her head out into the hallway and say, Hey guys, I'm on my break. Have you tried the hot chocolate in the dining hall? Uh, So they all go get hot chocolate and she fills them in a little bit on what Link was doing as a TA for the professor that recently passed away.
0: Mm -hmm. But so, really quick, so before they leave, Nancy actually sends Ned to go check on Link's locker because she realizes that's what Pickering was looking at and she wants to get the stuff out of it before anybody else does but they are too late ned finds that the locker has already been cleaned out it's just an important thing very important know. sorry i skipped over that no yeah. you're good they do also talk about that at lunch and they think that maybe pickering thinks that link won't be back for a while and so maybe it's just that maybe that's it and maybe it's not suspicious at all right
1: but Maria does tell us about the professor. Is that where you're going now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. then go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so, she, but, but also it seems like Maria doesn't know about Link's recent accident. So they kind of try to keep that on the down low when they're talking to her because they don't want to, like, freak her out and make her think mm-hmm. that they're, like, digging for information when they actually are. But, yeah, she starts telling them about Doc, the professor who had died by suicide, apparently. And she says that Doc would come into the lab late at night and seemed like he was like trying to investigate something in the system. And they asked her like, well, did he seem depressed? You know what was going on? And she says, no. And it's really weird because uh, I mean, like I know you don't necessarily know when someone is depressed, but it really seemed like he would have wanted to finish his project.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, so that doesn't make sense to Maria. Mm-hmm. And also she knows that he hadn't finished his project because the link apparently had taken it up. And was trying to finish it.
1: Yeah, she tells us that Link and Doc mm. were extremely close, that he really looked up to Doc. And so that's kind of why he took over his class after his death. And also his his project, this mystery thing that he's been working on.
0: Mm-hmm. And she she knows that he's taken up on this project, taken over for this project, because she saw Link get Doc's printouts, like pull Doc's printouts from his locker. Hmm, mm, Doc's printouts were Link's locker. Very, very suspicious. So let's see. So Nancy, uh, Ned goes with Maria after this hot chocolate thing. I guess back to the computer lab, I think.
1: Yeah, I think she said she's going to show him some computer code or whatever that she (laughs) wants to flirt with him about. (laughs)
0: And Nancy decides this is the perfect opportunity to snoop a little bit more. And as she is like heading back to the fish tank, she sees Cass leaving the lobby of the fish tank, um, and she can tell that there's kind of like a bulge in her coat, like she's mm-hmm. holding something under her coat that she's trying to hide. And so Nancy's like, "Cass, hey Cass, Cass, Cass!" But Cass won't stop. She's like running to her car, mm-hmm. and Nancy basically wants to ask her if. Pickering was able to clean out Link's locker, but she jumps in her car and won't respond to Nancy and then runs Nancy down with her car. Almost,
1: almost. almost. Nancy jumps out of the way at the very last second, but like this girl was not going to swerve. She was not going to slow down. She sees Nancy step out in the middle of the road and guns it. Also, she all these papers that she had under her yeah. coat kind of like fly everywhere as she's running to the car because mm-hmm. she's trying to get, get away so quickly, so very, very strange.
0: Nancy's able to go to pick up some of those uh, printouts and pictures. Um, and she sees, yeah, so she sees the picture of Cass and Link is in the locker things right. that have fallen out from the locker. So she knows that Cass has had has the contents of Link's locker mm-hmm. and was trying to hide them. She also does
1: realize she sees the like the paint oh, yeah. on the parking spot, she realizes this is actually must be Link's car because it's parked at his employee parking spot.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Really
1: suspicious.
0: Very, very, very suspicious. So, yeah, Nancy decides to go back to the lockers, I believe.
1: She does. She goes back into the yeah. building, and as she's walking down the hall, she passes what seems like a conference room, and she overhears a conversation going on in there. Um, and I didn't write down exactly what it what they said. I,
0: I made a note of the page number because I knew I was going to want to come back to this. Um, so they and the reason why she stops is because she hears now new girl Nancy Drew. Hmm, they're talking about me. And then they say, "Who is she? How much does she know?" Nancy couldn't hear a response, and she thought that maybe whoever was inside was maybe talking on the phone. Um, And they say, then ask the Denton girl, so Cass's full name is Cassandra Denton, "Um, find out. The tone was cold, harsh. If Sheffield talked, take care of her immediately. (gasps) Yikes. Okay. So, but before Nancy can peek inside the door or try to overhear more, a maintenance man comes down the hallway and she has to pretend to be walking forward and not listening at someone's door and so she you know she keeps walking but obviously she's like okay well crap so someone knows that I'm involved somehow they're worried that Link has given me some kind of information and we know based on Cass's behavior in the parking lot but also based on this person's conversation that Cass is involved in this somehow
1: she must know something about the situation right right at the very least She does decide then to go back and find Ned and walks into the computer lab um, to him patting Maria on the shoulder, um, seemingly comforting her. So we do find out that he he is at this point explaining to Maria exactly what happened with Link. And she is understandably very upset about this.
0: We're going to have to come back and talk extensively about this interaction (laughs) because it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll definitely come back to talk about it. And so, but they end up deciding to go and visit uh, Link in the hospital to check up on him after this interaction. Mm -hmm. And Ned, uh, it's like really busy at the hospital for some reason. They think it's probably visiting hours and folks are visiting. And so the parking lot is like full. So they're like circling to try to find a parking spot and Ned's driving. So he just says, well, go ahead and go on up. At least one of us will get to visit with him. I'll park and then I'll come upstairs too. Mm -hmm. And so Nancy goes up to his hospital room. And she walks in. She walks in with Cass holding a pillow over Link's face. Mm-hmm. Apparently smothering him.
1: Yeah. Nancy freaks so Nancy- out. Sarge <laughs> is in the room.
0: What are you doing? She <laughs> knocks the pillow out of Cass's hand. Um, and Cass is like, what are you doing? You know, I was just gonna put this pillow behind his head. <laughs> um, okay. Sure, okay, yes. sure, 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 sure. I honestly I did not believe her at all. I was like, how can you mistake holding a pillow over someone's face and trying to put it behind someone's head? I thought this was a real stretch. Yeah, (laughs) honestly. Um, But all right, whatever. I guess we believe her and Nancy believes her. So it's fine. But Nancy asks her like, hey, what the heck was that about in the parking lot? Why were you running away? And like, why did you have the stuff from Link's locker? And Cass does admit to nearly running Nancy over at the parking lot. She's like, Yes, I did that. Yes, that was me. But I'm just so upset because I think that Link is in love with you, Nancy. <laughs> and I've been in love with Link.
1: Since the day I met him.
0: <laughs> Since the day I met him when we worked, we did the fish tank together, whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Nancy's like, what are you talking about? I'd never met him. I've never I'm met still him. He'll never met him. I just <laughs> found him in the bushes. End of interactions.
0: <laughs> and Cass is like, really? But he was so, like, obsessed with you. Like, he he was so desperate to talk to you. I just assumed. And at this moment, I want to be like, Cass, when you assume, make an ass. Of yourself. All right. But, but so they straighten that out, I guess. And now she's like, nice to Nancy. And it's fine. Yeah. No big deal anymore. <laughs> crazy, crazy girl. So they go to get a soda to talk more about all of this and everything. And they tell her what they think that they, you know, think Link was pushed out of the bell tower, that something weird is going on with his, like this computer program, um, and Doc's apparent suicide and everything. And Cass says that Link never believed that Doc had died by suicide and that she shows them, she decides that she is, yes, she's going to show them Link's locker stuff back at her apartment. Mm
1: -hmm. But before they go, Link stirs just a little (laughs) bit, like he twitches or something. And the doctor says that he is, he comes in, he says he's still in the coma, but things are starting to look better, that that is a very
0: good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So they head to Link's apartment, (laughs) And as they walk in, they hear this weird, like high pitched noise or something. Mm-hmm. And they realize Nancy walks over. She realizes it's coming from like the plug on Link's computer, and she realizes that the plug is like sparking. Yeah, um, and is about to explode. So she's like, "Hit the deck!" <laughs> the computer's gonna blow, and they all literally jump to the floor and the computer monitor the monitor of the computer explodes and glass flies everywhere and everything they clean up they they're all okay everybody's fine cast has a little bit of a scrape on her cheek but but everybody is fine, and so they kind of examine the computer a little bit. Determine, obviously, based on this explosive, that whoever is after Link is obviously someone who has some kind of familiarity and access to computers. Mm-hmm. So they start thinking. They're like, "Hmm, who do we know? Who do we know? Who do we know?" And Cass is like, "Aha, Marty Chan." <laughs> Marty Chan knows a lot about computers. It might be him. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he teaches in um, CompSci with Doc, or he had uh, taught in CompSci with Doc. Um, and so she calls him and arranges to meet up with them that night under the guise of like seeing if he can salvage any of Link's computer, mm-hmm. but really they're going to like investigate him. Right. Oh, Wild, wild stuff.
1: We do almost mention that Marty is a Basan bassoon graduate, so he bassoon. <laughs> fastened, fastened yeah, I
0: swear it's not bassoon; it's
1: not basson. Bassoon graduate. <laughs> he graduated from there and, is, right and, and and like stayed on to to teach. Yeah, which is like not that simple, but whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> higher degrees for that. Yeah. but um, so they head over to I guess Marty's apartment. And based on like looking at him, Nancy determines that he is not the one who attacked them in the apartment. One, he doesn't have a beard and his hair isn't the right texture, I guess. And so they show him Link's computer. And he says the computer and hard drives cannot be saved. It's they're just absolutely trash. But they ask him to like look into to see like how it exploded. And he said that someone put blasting powder in the power unit at, I don't know how, how that's possible, but maybe it it is. I honestly don't know. I do know blasting powder is essentially just gunpowder. Right. But it doesn't seem like that would just spontaneously combust. Right. And, like, how would you get into the power unit and, like, set up a situation in which it was, like, time-released? You know, Right. I, yeah. I don't know. It seemed like, like, immediately when you put gunpowder on, like, a live wire... It's going to explode, but
1: I-, I think because Nancy had gone to plug it in. <gasps> oh, because Ned says, let's oh. look and see if there's anything on Link's computer that could explain this weird code that we found in the saltwater taffy box. So Ned's like, you know, he just keeps everything plugged in. You just have to go over to the power strip and just turn it on. And Nancy's like, oh, that's weird because it's all unplugged. Well, let me plug it back in. And as soon as she does, oh. that's when it starts sparking. So maybe it was Got just a matter of plugging it in. We know that someone was in the apartment anyway because all these wires were unplugged when Link normally kept them plugged in.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: (laughs) Whatever. But Marty, yeah, yeah, Marty starts looking at the code.
0: They also ask him if if he thinks that Doc died by suicide. And he is also like, no, that never made any sense to me. Mm -hmm. So now things are like, okay, does no one think that Doc died by suicide? (laughs) You know? And it seems like it. So... And yeah, he even says like, no, he was on a mission. You know, it didn't, Mm -hmm. it did not seem like that would have been the case. So the man with a gall. Yeah. So they decide to show him the printouts that Cass took from Link's locker. And um, so Nancy heads to the car because they left them in the car. So she goes to the car to grab them. As she is pulling them out of the trunk, someone behind her says, give me, give me the papers and you won't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And also, like, grabs her and right, covers grabs her mouth her. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Nancy and whoever this is start basically wrestling for these papers, and Nancy has to pull out her karate mm-hmm. skills <laughs> to escape. And luckily, the guy runs off, but doesn't get the papers. So there's a downside and an upside. Downside: we still don't know who this guy is. Right. Upside: he didn't get the paper. <laughs>
1: Like, why not chase him? Or at one point, Nancy, like, had him pinned down, and he still, like, throws her off of him. Even when Ned comes out to help, he still gets away. I don't know. But whatever.
0: Yeah. So close. So close. Uh, I also thought, like, why don't you send Ned after him? Like, maybe you're tired or whatever, or hurt a little bit from whatever scuffle you just got into, but, like, Ned just shows up. Send Ned after the guy running down. Ned's a freaking athlete. Ned plays football. Right. (laughs) Tackle him, Ned, tackle him. <laughs> this mystery could have been solved. <laughs> yeah, anyway,
1: but yeah, they gather the papers up and they go back inside and show them to Marty. and Marty's like, "Oh, man, this is just, yeah, it's too much. they He starts explaining what servers are, and Nancy yeah. doesn't understand. And he's like, imagine you're in a room full of file cabinets. <laughs> and like has to make this whole file cabinet analogy so that Nancy understands what a server is and why one would need a password for <laughs> For a computer. (laughs) It's this whole explanation. And Marty says that he thinks maybe he can can figure out what this code is trying to say if he has a little bit more time with it. So Nancy offers to make him a copy. um, And then they're going to bring the copy back later because obviously Nancy wants to keep the originals for evidence.
0: Right. Um, they also find amongst the papers as they are like sorting through them to give them to Marty an invitation to an appreciation dinner that apparently um, Doc had gone to in November with his sister. And there's an asterisk next to a name on this invitation to this guy that was being given some award um, named Andrew Bladensburg. And apparently he was a Besson, uh graduate from 1970, which was Doc's graduating class. So interesting. Maybe he just went there to see an old friend or something. We don't really know. But he did write an asterisk next to his name. Kind of weird. So they just kind of right. make a, a note of that. Right. This
1: dinner was supposed to be for, like, you know, notable people in the industry or some some nonsense like that. So it's some computer guy, we think. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next morning at breakfast, we basically find out that Maria needs money. Or does Cass tell them that? Or someone tells them that?
1: I can't remember exactly. Maria had made a comment earlier in front of Mr. Pickering, the admin manager guy of the fish tank, that she didn't want her hours cut because she needed the money or something like that. Oh yeah. So Ned, Nancy and Cass are trying to discuss and brainstorm like who could our main suspect be. And so they decide that it must be Maria because not only does she have like the computer engineering knowledge of like how to get into a computer to plant Gunpowder there, essentially, but also knowledge of coding, and also um, she she needs money. So if she were involved in some sort of scheme, maybe that would be the benefit for her that somehow she's getting paid for whatever is going on.
0: Yeah. so Nancy sends Ned to the public library to go make copies of these printouts after lunch, and she or after breakfast, and she decides that she is going to investigate alumni from nineteen seventy. First she goes to the uh, registrar's office or
1: I think she goes to the library. I don't know if Ned goes to the library as well.
0: Ned goes so it's like they drop Ned off at the public library. I remember this specifically. Oh, okay. They drop him off at the public library and she goes to like the on campus library eventually gotcha. because yeah. like the registrar's office was closed for break. So she decides to go to the like on campus library to look at like old yearbooks to see if she can see the class from 1970.
1: See if she can and figure so, out this Andrew, whatever, whatever yeah, alumni guy right. is.
0: Andrew right. Gladensburg, right. But so she's on the way to the library and she gets attacked again. Someone wearing a ski mask or something runs up and puts a hand over her mouth and chloroforms her and she passes out. Yep. So this is unfortunate, terrifying, and terrifying, yeah. terrifying. But luckily, she wakes up in the same place that she passed out in yeah and she's okay she's groggy her head hurts and everything she had a tote
1: bag with her the contents right. of the tote bag are like strewn out across the lawn like somebody had grabbed her bag and ran with it and then didn't find mm-hmm. what they wanted because she assumed that they thought that she was carrying the code with her but she wasn't ned has it so they just dropped the bag and ran and left her right. there thank goodness like best case scenario <sighs> in that situation it yeah reformed. nancy just like gets up collects her things and goes about her day like no big deal doesn't bother to call the police. He doesn't
0: call the police. I cannot <sighs> believe. Okay. the Okay. Sorry. One quick thing. The only flaw that I saw throughout this mystery is there is absolutely no justification that Nancy ever gives or Ned ever gives or nobody ever brings up contacting the police and they never talk about how they, why they don't contact right. the police.
1: She almost does at the very beginning, right before they almost get arrested in Link's apartment. She's like, we'll call the police in a minute. I want to look around first, you know, (laughs) five extra minutes isn't going to hurt the police in any way. So I might as well use that time to look around. But in that time, the police do arrive. And then we just don't mention it again for the rest of the book.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like even after she's assaulted three times by this point. She's assaulted in the apartment, she's assaulted out by our car, and now she's assaulted again outside the library with chloroform. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. Uh, Nancy <laughs> Like Nancy, you
1: probably need to go look at like to a doctor and get checked out oh before gosh. you just go to your shift at the fish tank.
0: Well, so she goes into the library first. Um, and she yeah. does eventually look up all of the, the alumni from 1970. Mm-hmm. And she's like for Andrew Bladensburg, but like she can't find him anywhere. She can't even find his name anywhere in the alumni records, which doesn't make any sense.
1: Even a yearbook photo or anything. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, and even if he didn't have a photo in the yearbook, it would still say in the yearbook that like he was there. It would right. Just, be just like not no shown. Right. Right. So Just kind of fishy, yeah. Also, the registrar guy shows up, Mr. Chapin shows up, mm-hmm. sh- Chopin. I don't know, whatever his name is, Chapin. Chapin. Um, and it's <laughs> like, Oh, are you, you know, interested in joining Bassoon College? And she is like, Oh, yeah, absolutely, I totally am. I'm sure, gonna, I'm I'm gonna here. go tour to camp, <laughs> so funny. Um, but so, yeah, Nancy then goes to work at the fish tank as the, like, athletic assistant or whatever role that she is filling in for CAS for. And Nancy does great. She does. She knows all of the gym equipment, just like she said she did, and is, like, actually really enjoying helping people use the machines and stuff, It's so funny.
1: This was so funny to me because it says she's an hour in, and she's like, this work stuff is easy. It's actually kind of <laughs> fun. Oh, my gosh. Nancy works Barbie. one hour in her life, and she's ready to make a career out of being an <laughs>
0: athletic assistant. This is fun stuff. Why would anyone complain about doing this 40 hours a week? She's a literal Barbie doll. She's like Barbie who gets to, like, try out all of these different things, like photography and, you know, <laughs> I like, all of these, like, different skills. And it's like, I love being an athletic assistant today. <laughs> Isn't it fun collecting dirty laundry?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she is. She's running around with the the dirty laundry cart collecting towels, and she notices that the the laundry chute is kind of clogged. But at this same moment, Maria comes over, and she's like, hey, do you need any help? You know, we were really slow in the computer lab today, so I closed it down for the rest of my shift. Um, And Pickering told me to come help you out because it's your first day. So, um, you know, whatever you need, put me on the job, Nancy, basically
0: fishy 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 it's like very clear that maria is like suspicious of mm-hmm. nancy and that i think at this point she like asks questions of her and like is too like, many
1: questions about like what are yeah. you doing here what's your real reason for being at basan
0: mm-hmm. and nancy's like caught on She's yeah. like okay <laughs> Mm, you're very you're very transparent like seeing exactly what you're doing right now but she doesn't ask hey maria can you like go down because she offered to help she says maria can you go down into the laundry room to clear out the chute so that the towels will go through and maria's like oh yeah yeah i'll totally do that for sure but like she doesn't do that immediately like they're both kind of like busy upstairs
1: yeah she just wanders off and nancy realizes that things still clogged. so she's like i'm gonna go look for maria what's going on here
0: Mm -hmm. And she sees that Maria is like, in the middle of helping someone. And then she kind of realizes like, "Hmm, well, it must be that Maria didn't want me to go downstairs. So she offered to do it, but she hasn't gone downstairs. So I'm going to use this opportunity to run downstairs really quick and see whatever it was that she didn't want me to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so she heads down into the basement. And as she is going into the laundry room, and yeah, she sees just like she thought, chute is clogged. So she pulls some towels out of it. and But she notices that there's like one towel that's like really jammed in there. So she goes and she realizes it's actually wrapped around a pipe. And so she pulls it off the pipe. And as she pulls it off the pipe, immediately, like steam shoots out of the pipe. And she instinctually, I guess, like drops to the ground, very narrowly avoiding being scalded by this hot steam.
1: Disfigured. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But then it's like the room is filling up with steam really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And she's getting so hot and she doesn't know what to do. And so she goes to try the door and the door is like locked.
1: It's not locked, but her hand is so sweaty that it's like slipping off the doorknob. (laughs) She can't
0: turn it. oh geez. So she did pull it she
1: did make sure to pull it all the way closed behind her so it's latched oh, right. but it's not i don't think it's locked locked um but so she she's only wearing a leotard and tights, so she has to try to like wipe her hands off on her tights <laughs> which obviously aren't very absorbent or
0: like 80s lycra exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> which i mean what else would you work out in but um, right. does eventually manage <laughs> to get the door open and as she's like pouring herself out of the doorway running out of the lunchroom maria comes down the hall it's like oh Mm. what's going on nancy and she looks like terrified and nancy's like oh yeah there's a broken steam pipe in there (laughs) and maria takes off running yes she runs bolts in the other direction
0: Nancy has to run after her, run out of the building after her. Um, and she's like, Maria, like, where are you going? And Maria's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, I uh, I panicked, you know, I panicked because you said something about an explosion and, and you know, I thought like the building was going to explode. And Nancy's like, no, the building's not going to explode. <laughs> the pipe, the pipe exploded. Past tense. Like, but we're, we're fine. fine Everything's fine. And so, you know, Maria is like, She's still terrified, though, but they go back inside. And so Nancy realizes, like, okay, well, her feet... She's scared of something. She's scared about something, and it's probably something more. Mm -hmm. So after work, Nancy slips back down into the basement to investigate. And it's obvious. And obviously, obviously, the pipe had been cut. Obviously, Mm -hmm. this was intentional sabotage. um, And it seems as though it's very likely that Maria was involved in this because she had stalled Nancy from going into the basement Mm -hmm. so Nancy heads back to Cass's dorm and she opens the door but like the lights are off and she sees that the room has been ransacked Mm
1: -hmm. well she tries to turn the lights on but the bulbs it doesn't work someone has smashed the light bulb so that there's no light
0: in the room And so, but then she just hears a sound, and she sees a dark figure. And so Nancy is like, "You know what? Freaking done with this bullshit. I'm not getting (laughs) chloroformed again." And she tackles them (laughs) to the ground. Um, Way to go, Nancy! And it's Maria. Maria is in the dorm room. Mm -hmm.
1: She immediately starts crying.
0: She starts. It wasn't me.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't make the mess. I didn't (laughs) ransack the room. I came here to find you. And then I saw the room was all messed up. And then I heard someone coming and they thought I would do it. So I hid, but it was you. What? Some nonsense. I don't know. I
0: found this so hilarious though, because literally this is the exact same excuse that Nancy and then gave the police earlier in the book. They're like, no, I swear. I swear. It was like this when we got here. (laughs) We We didn't do it. And the police are like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Maria says the exact same thing, but Nancy does believe her. Which is just, again, I feel like a hallmark of these Nancy Drew files is Nancy's, like, she uses her intuition. Sincerity right? sincerity meter, yeah. Right! And she's just like, oh, I believe you. I believe you. You seem sincere. I believe you. What kind of bull crap is that? No one Nancy's cries when be a detective. <laughs> Oh, it's so frustrating. But anyway, she believes Maria Um and... Yeah, she's her, her specific quote that I wrote down because I was like, "This is bullshit." She says her instincts told her Maria was truthful. Okay, Nancy. Oh, right. sure, sure. Don't, <laughs> don't we all wish we had your instincts? But but so then Maria starts telling this story of how her computer um, had told her to keep Nancy out of the basement. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, hold on. I'm sorry, your computer told you what? How does your computer tell you? Um, And so she tells Nancy that someone has been sending threatening messages through her computer, that she'll be sitting there and then a message will pop up asking her to do something. So she just does it. She follows orders. (laughs) Well, I forget the reason why. So she said they were threatening her. Let me open it really quick.
1: I think they said something along the lines of what happened to Doc and Link, you'll be next if you don't follow through with this. And so she's terrified. And so the steam was actually meant for Maria, like she was going to be the one that was supposed to go down there because she did get a message like, whatever you do, do not let Nancy Drew go into the basement, you have to go down to the basement. Um, So Mm -hmm. when she realizes like Nancy almost died from getting or was almost like disfigured from getting the steam (laughs) on her. That's what scared her so much to make her run out of the building because she realized it was meant for her.
0: Right, 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 right. So that's kind of honestly awful and very sad for Maria. Very, mm-hmm. very scary. But then at this moment, Ned or or it's either Ned or Cass, I didn't write down who, but I think someone Ned. comes up. Ned, yeah, Ned calls and says that Link is coming out of his coma. He's not awake yet, but like he will be soon.
1: Yeah, so like gets to the hospital.
0: Right. And Nancy realizes that now Link is in more danger than ever because whoever um, was trying to kill him was trying to kill him to silence him, basically. And now that he is recovering, he could potentially be even more at risk to, you know, because he might be able to tell people what happened to him.
1: Right. And he is in the ICU right now. So that is pretty locked down security wise. But once he does well enough to get moved to a regular room in the hospital, that's really going to up the the danger factor for him because there's not going to be as many doctors and nurses like floating around him at all times.
0: So um, this is Maria. Oh, Maria also tells us about um, the computer program that she wrote.
1: Right. Nancy is like, I can help you, but only if you also tell Ned and Cass your whole story. So then we get Maria's whole spiel here.
0: Right, 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 right. She says that
1: um, she designed a security program for the campus computer network, basically. And turned it into Pick Pickering, Mr. Pickering. And yeah. he came back to her and was like, oh, you know, we didn't end up using it. We don't need it anymore. Um, we actually didn't even, like, look at it because somebody else developed one before you even turned yours in. But, you know, thank you, but thanks anyway.
0: Yeah, but so the reason why she tells them that is because they, like, show her – I think they show her links printouts or something or no she mm-hmm. says she realized that the computer program that link and doc were trying to decipher was hers that right. she recognized it as being her program the program that she had written which she was really confused about because yeah pickering said that they weren't going to use it um but it seems to have been like modified somehow and she doesn't understand like the purpose of what they're using it for hmm but all that Pickering told her was like they trained her on like this new security protocol. And like whenever a tone goes off at her desk, like an alarm, basically, she's supposed to enter a command at her computer um, and it like shuts down the system. Right. Honestly, it's a very convoluted conversation that I'm not entirely sure. Um Yeah.
1: It's complicated. There's a lot more file cabinet metaphors.
0: Essentially
1: someone has modified this code in a way that um, allows them to hide certain files and hide them Mm -hmm. in such a way that, like you can't even access the place where the files are, much less the files themselves. That even if you looked at the code, the code would erase itself, so you can't even see what's stored there. I mean, something in that slip of paper that was in the Taffy box is the like key code to right. like uninvisibling. That's not a word, but uh, making those <laughs> <laughs> making yeah. those lines of code visible again on right. the the printout, because even on the printout, they were missing. but there should have been some lines of code in that space.
0: Right. And so this basically like the doc and link both working on this program, like coincide with their accidents, docs quote unquote suicide and Link's quote unquote accident. Doc was working at the computer lab. He took over Maria's shift at the computer lab to like work on this code. And then he like mysteriously ends up dead.
1: The next day.
0: Yeah. The next day. And the exact same thing happened to link. Like they're like both very close to discovering the purpose of this computer code. And then they end up dead or seriously injured.
1: Right. I think Uh, link was actually on his way to tell someone about it and then that's when he was knocked out and then thrown off the bell tower but we'll get there we'll get there
0: right and then so like the very day after when maria comes back to work there was a a message on her computer to keep an eye on that and nancy
1: that her job is to figure out why they were right. really there
0: right 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 Yikes! so that's a very a very uh, a big break in the case <laughs> you yes. know now we know a lot more but yeah, there's a comment Nancy makes about Jim Pickering's clean shaven cheeks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you remember that comment?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was weird.
0: But um, oh, so Maria also says that she remembers that Doc had printouts of a bunch of graduates from 1970 from Bassan, and Bladenberg's name was on that list. And there were, like, 50 names on the list, apparently, but none of them were listed in the alumni directory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Nancy's so confused because she's like, but Doc saw this guy in the flesh getting honored by an award. How is he not actually a graduate of Basan? And Ned's like, oh, he exists. He's on, like, a list of, like, who's who among businessmen or whatever. They're very successful and everything. Mm-hmm. And all graduates of Basan but they never actually graduated from the song.
1: Right. And his father doc this whole time. And he looked into it because he graduated that same year has an excellent memory and could not remember ever meeting this guy at this, what's supposed to be a a rather small school where you would know the names of the people in your class.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they're, like, walking by a barber's shop at this exact moment, and Nancy sees a barber shaving a beard off of a guy in a chair. And then she has one of those classic Nancy, like, aha. You know, aha moments. Yes. <laughs> and she realized that she asked Cass, she says, Cass, has Mr. Pickering ever worn a beard? And she was like, oh, yeah, he just shaved it a couple of days ago. And so now Nancy Mm. realizes, like, okay, now I I realize why Pickering looks strange to me. It's because he had a very light tan on only one part of his face, not the part of his face where a beard would be. And Mm. so he must have been the one that attacked us in the apartment because I felt his beard, and now his beard is gone. Right. So Pickering is involved in this.
1: Maria does analyze the code a little bit further and realizes that there are fake transcripts and like blank transcripts where you can just fill in any information that you want and also fake diplomas on this like hidden part of the the school's computer network. They do also find a like list of transactions, like I guess financial right. records regarding this and sees like names and then like diploma, $3,000 donation mm-hmm. on this day hundreds of thousands of dollars this this day um, and realized that okay not only were these people paying thousands of dollars to get this fake diploma when they really didn't even go to this school but also they were being blackmailed by the people that are running all this that these weren't real donations these were blackmail donations
0: there's even yeah there's even a comment on there that's like you know this guy's not like donating as much as he needs to be or whatever we need Mm -hmm. to like pressure him more so these people are literally like extorting these people for right. these fake diplomas yeah crazy 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 but so then we realize that like while they're in the computer lab basically like working on this or whatever that the command that Maria that, that the tone goes off and that the command that Maria enters is the command to print the records. So while someone is like doing this and hacking, they're getting Maria to send these records to a computer somewhere. So Maria is even kind of like unknowingly complicit in this scheme, Mm -hmm. but there's no printer. So it's like, well, where are these things being printed to? And suddenly Nancy realizes, aha, it must be the bell tower. You know, Link must've figured that out too. And then was literally on his way over there. Someone caught up to him pushed him out of the bell tower right
1: and at this exact moment another tone goes (laughs) off and maria Mm -hmm. presses the code to print it and nancy's like let's go let's go find the bell tower run everyone (laughs) (laughs) so they do they run over there yeah
0: they all run over there to find the printouts they go up into the bell tower um and nancy is like okay i know where the printer probably is it's probably in like the locked room or like all the wires or whatever for like the electronic system that turned on the bells mm-hmm. is so they head up there to go do that then as they are up there in the bell tower someone locks the door behind them mm-hmm. and sets the bell tower on fire yep they do on find the fire. printer though
1: it starts printing all they these do. records so they get that yeah. but now they've got to find a way out of this burning bell tower
0: right 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 can't really keep on to keep a hold of the printouts if uh you're all ash so <laughs> they are like frantic you know like they realize they can't scale down the side of the building the door is locked there is nothing to put out the fire with um they're kind of trapped but what a smart what a smart group of people we've got to find a way to communicate with people that we are up here and in danger and nancy is like the bells the bells you have to ring the bells um, and so they, like, have to, like, manually go up and, like, cut the ropes and, like, pull on the ropes to ring the bells in the bell tower. Mm-hmm. And then they hear sirens in the distance. They are saved. the fire department comes, puts out the fire. They're all fine. They're, like, at the base of the bell tower, kind of, like, recovering from this fire or whatever. And they realize that, like, very soon the cops are going to be there to, like, question them about their activities or whatever. So, like, they need to take advantage of this moment. And because they have no proof, right? At this moment, they don't, like, the printouts are up there. They, you know, they don't have them. They were probably burned in the fire. And they so they don't have any proof of their allegations against Pickering at this mm. point and they also don't know who Pickering was working with because Pickering didn't have any like computer chops or anything there must have been somebody who was working with him who did know computers um, and so like the mystery isn't solved so they realized that the whoever you know was responsible for this program in addition to pickering is probably at this moment trying to delete evidence of this program on the system and the only place that they can do that is on the same server and so it can only happen in the administration building or the fish tank they had left Mm. oh it wasn't marty they left Marty at the um, fish tank. So they run to the administration building to kind of cover their bases um, and, you know, try to catch whoever it is to prevent them from deleting the program. But they see that uh, Mr. Shapen, the registrar, is in the office and he's like taking his sweet time doing stuff.
1: I guess they're watching from the window.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: yeah, Or they're watching like outside through the window. They can see him in his office, but they can't sneak in until right. he's gone. So they're just kind of right. waiting outside.
0: But so they decide, okay, well, we can't waste time waiting for him. Let's run back to the fish tank to make sure that nobody, I guess, is trying to delete the program there. And when they head back to the fish tank, they find Marty has been attacked. He's got like a black eye and has been beaten up and everything. And he says that very soon, or like right before they had gotten there, someone had knocked him out and erased the program. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't understand how they came to the conclusion that it was uh, Mr. Shapin so quickly.
1: I don't know <laughs> how they didn't. I was <laughs> yelling my nose, Nancy finally realizes that he was in on it. Uh, well, when they were watching through the window, they see him go over to his safe and take this big stack of papers out of the safe oh. and shove that in his briefcase. And then he starts putting on a white coat and um, the white. Coat, I think right? yeah, Maria or Cass. One of them is like, "Oh, well, he does a lot of like alumni events, so he's probably packing up to go travel for the weekend or something to meet with alumni." So, and Nancy's like, "Oh, well, we can't stay and watch him pack. Let's go to the the fish tank." So then they leave.
0: But like, why? I mean, I just don't understand. Like, well, I know we know that it's Shapen because he's the only other like character in this book, yeah, right. That is left that you know is a suspect, so it's got to be him. But why do they think that Shapen is involved? I mean, I know that he, like, well, he's the
1: registrar for one, so he's the only one that has access to blank diplomas. Or to any of the transcript information. So it has to be someone in the registrar's office that has the inside to be able to do this. Okay. Um, And also, he just keeps showing up randomly. And why would he show up so many random times if he wasn't? He's very suspicious.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Nancy also at that moment realizes that they just saw Shapin putting on a white coat. Nancy's like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, that was a lab coat he's going to go to the hospital to try to kill Link again.
1: Pretend to be a doctor, S- right. So
0: Nancy and Cass both rush to the hospital. Um, they come up with this plan for Cass to distract a nurse. And while Cass is distracting the nurse, Nancy um, is able to like get past them to the room. And as she is walking into the room, she sees Dr. shapen not Dr. Shapen, he's not a doctor, Mr. Shapin, <laughs> trying to inject like st- pulling like out a needle, giant to like inject. Syringe. Yeah, to inject Link with some mystery substance that's probably going to kill him. So Nancy hits the call button really quickly to call a nurse and throws the door open so that like light spills into the room and launches herself at Shapen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And love Link has love. no
1: idea what's going on. Sorry, I no, heard you there.
0: He is like barely waking up he's still really groggy or whatever he's like is that you you? (laughs) (laughs) um literally while nancy and shapen are like wrestling on the ground Mm -hmm. shapen starts strangling nancy and is like strangling her on top of link so she is Mm -hmm. like prostrate over his prostrate body Mm -hmm. and like mid strangulation and Nancy uses some very special karate moves (laughs) to break his grip from her neck and throws him to the ground and the doctors come in and saves, I guess, you know, stops him from harming her further. It's...
1: Nancy says something hilarious here. What does she say? Oh, yes, she does. Oh, the nurses and the doctors run in. She goes, would you call the police, please? This man is wanted for murder.
0: Oh, no, honestly, it's so true. Nancy has some really great like one liners, oh in yeah, this book. like between this and uh Pickering's clean shaven cheeks it's <laughs> it's honestly it's some great one liners. <laughs> We flash forward to this New Year's Eve party in Link's hospital room that they're having a little celebration. Link is fully awake now. He's recovering very well. And we find out that Pickering has confessed to the police. He confessed to the police, like, immediately. Yes. And told the police that the scam had started 15 years ago? 15
1: years.
0: Holy crap. This scam has been going on For 15 years, for the majority of Ned and Nancy's life. Mm -hmm. It didn't used to be digital. But now it's digital on a computer program, I believe is the gist that we're supposed to get from that.
1: Yeah, they met Maria and figured they could exploit her because she's this amazing coder.
0: Right. Well, it just so happened that like once they had gotten the computer lab and like Maria was employed and everything, they started using the computers to do this. But then they realized that they like needed security to stop just anybody from accessing these records. And so they, yeah, commissioned a security system from students. And- just so happened to use maria's um but but pickering only became recently involved too because he caught um shapen doing this and was like okay yeah you can keep doing it but like i want in you have to a cut of the profits so like quite a little racket that they have going on Mm -hmm. here
1: And it was all going fine until Doc went to that whatever dinner, appreciation dinner, and noticed Bassoon Grad next to a name he'd never seen before. And he got suspicious, (laughs) started looking into it, and then that's when they caught on that he was on to them.
0: Right. Yikes it's also in this little scene uh, uh, they're like talking or whatever. And Marty is there too. Um, and Marty is like, you know, if you'll excuse me and Maria, you know, I I've got a date with a very talented computer programmer and Maria like smirks or whatever, as they like walk out the door. So Marty and Maria have paired up
1: for some and, reason, a student and a professor are dating now, which is right. creepy, but whatever. It's
0: very creepy. But then also, Cass and Link start talking, and Cass is like, "Oh, Link's like, you. I've always yeah, I've always <laughs> loved you." Literally, I think she says that. And Link, you know, it's like, "Oh, oh, Cass." And Ned and Nancy are like, um, "Okay, we're gonna, like, we yeah. gonna go, <laughs> like, let you two have some private moment." So Cass and Link are together now, and of course, Ned and Nancy are together, and so everybody is paired off at yeah. the end of this book which is so cliche. yeah. But Link tells Cassie he's
1: always loved her, but didn't want to tell her because he didn't want her to be pulled into this drama that he'd found himself a oh part of. And he didn't want to wow. lose her too. Oh, yeah. all right.
0: Yeah. So Ned and Nancy head out of the, I almost said hotel room, <laughs> hospital room um, <laughs> to give them some privacy and they get in the elevator and everything. And Ned says, um, Nancy says, "Like, oh, I think you know, there's romance in the air. Like, you know, Cass and Link are getting together back there, or whatever." And she says, and "In a hospital of all places." And they get in the they get into the elevator, and Ned, Nancy says, "It's just so sterile." Um, and Ned pulls her close as the elevator begins to descend. "Want to try some romance in a hospital?" he asks softly, and he kisses her yeah no but it's supposed to be very very sweet and the rest of her sentence was lost since ned kissed her again as they broke apart nancy sighed with pleasure it was going to be a great new year oh Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) well that's high marks for malice
0: (laughs) yeah great i mean honestly right like just great
1: it's really great great. i have a lot of questions but yeah The story itself, wonderful.
0: It is pretty solid. It's a pretty solid story when you work Mm -hmm. it out. It's like, you know, like fraud, extortion, all of those that are like very compelling crimes, I think that make a lot of sense. You know, like Mm -hmm. I felt like everybody's motives made a lot of sense aside from sometimes Cass who I thought was just really extreme. Mm -hmm. But other than that, yeah, it was great. It was really great.
1: Really good one.
0: But so we have to talk about Ned and Nancy in this book because I mean, obviously they're the stars of this book. They're the real reason for this book is both Mm -hmm. Ned and Nancy and Ned and Nancy's relationship. And it's just the best. It's honestly just the best representation of Ned and Nancy's relationship that I have ever seen. I swear. I think ever. It is truly what we needed at the end or towards the end of these files because I've just been so disappointed. I've been so just absolutely disappointed with the portrayal of ned and nancy's relationship throughout nancy has been reactionary and just unlike herself and ned Mm. has been Honestly, a cheater, just a cheater yeah. and just so rude and mean to Nancy and uncommunicative and also just also very unlike Ned. And so to be able to see them both in like their the, having success and being successful in their relationship and, you know, cooperating and investigating this mystery was honestly just the what I needed. It's what I needed to restore Mm -hmm. my faith in Ned and Nancy. I still don't necessarily think that they should be together, but I can understand why they are good together because of this book. And so I'm very appreciative of it for that reason.
1: Mm. Working together, making compromises, complementing each other in just a good way.
0: Okay, so there was one very important interaction that I wanted to read a little bit, a little bit yes, of, just so please. that we could just really illustrate what's going on here. So, okay, so she's headed. This is a point where she is headed back to the computer lab, and she sees um, Ned with his hands on Maria's shoulders at the desk. Mm-hmm. So, Ned looks up and uh, saw Nancy and signaled with an open palm, don't come in. Nancy backed out into the hall and waited by the stairs, wondering what was going on. Ned appeared a moment later and hustled Nancy toward the other wing where they would not be seen. It's not what you're thinking, he said. Maria hadn't heard about Link. I had to tell her, or when she did find out, she'd have wondered why I hadn't. She really took it badly. I thought she's probably going to faint. So it's like we see this moment that normally would have caused such drama with Ned oh, yeah. physically touching another girl, God forbid. Um, <laughs> and Nancy would have freaked out. But mm. instead we see Ned give a nonverbal communication to Nancy, Nancy picking up on the nonverbal communication, trusting Ned backing away and waiting on him to what come out and explain what he was doing. Just, I mean, just oh, finally, just amazing. <laughs> Finally, finally, finally. its what we needed. It is great. And I mean, we need to get, we see at certain points throughout this, we see Nancy struggling with her jealousy, but in every situation she comes to say like, you know, I like, I know we're doing this for a reason. I trust Ned. I don't think, you know, anything's going to happen. I just don't particularly enjoy this aspect of this investigation. Right. It's great. It's great. It's great so wait what number is this this is 32 yes so two points to murder was number eight and that's the worst one and what was the only one let's see
1: number four was smile and say murder where he was flirting with sandra Uh,
0: okay 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 so maybe maybe at this point we've moved past it fingers crossed i I don't know As much as, like, I do want Ned and Nancy to break up and to stay broken up, I hate to see anybody in any kind of angsty, dramatic relationship. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm happy to see this. I do want their relationship to be over, but I am very happy (laughs) to see this. Where do you fall, Corey? Because I don't think we have ever really discussed your Ned and Nancy ship status. Mm, i do like frank better Ned's
1: fine he's fine but nancy just seems better off just single than with ned you know yeah if she can't be with i mean if she's gonna be with someone i would choose frank but if it's ned versus no ned i would go with no ned
0: Mm, wow
1: break up and be single for a little while nancy figure out your jealousy issues
0: figure out your
1: communication (laughs) problems
0: Yeah, And then
1: approach your relationship when you are ready and mature enough to handle it.
0: (laughs) So your ranking is one, Frank and uh, Nancy, two, Nancy and no one, and three, (laughs) Nancy and Ned, is what I'm hearing? I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe swap one and two, depending on Mm. the maturity
1: level for that time. Because sometimes I'm like, you know, Frank probably wouldn't put up with this either.
0: And (laughs) no one should. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, they probably wouldn't have those issues in the beginning. But
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. well, part of me wonders what Frank would do in this situation. Right. Because or what Nancy would do being in Ned's situation, basically with Frank, like because (laughs) Ned's complaint is that Nancy runs off and like doesn't rely on him or doesn't take his opinion into consideration. And so, like, what if Nancy is on the receiving end of that? You know what I mean? Like, what Mm. if Frank runs off and does stuff by herself? How would, by himself, how would Nancy take that?
1: (laughs) Would he leave her, though? Because Nancy would be so gung-ho to to go see whatever it is anyway. She might just follow him, you know?
0: But True. Who knows? Uh, Who knows?
1: We do have a little scene at the very end where they're just about to go to the hospital because Nancy realizes that Link's in immediate danger, and I, I forget what Ned went off to do, but they were in the fish tank. And I think Ned goes off to like get some water or a drink or something. Um, and he's like, where do I find it? And they're like, Oh, it's down the hall. And while he's gone, Nancy realizes. And she's like, we have to go now. And somebody's like, well, wait, what about Ned? And she's like, forget Ned. We have to oh, go yeah. right now. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, yes. this is going to be a cause for drama. But then it ends up but it's not. Fine. So yeah, yeah, it's not an issue at all. Ned understands like, it's immediate. We have to go now, or he probably would have died because, like right. you said, Chapin was like inches away from his arm. With yeah. That
0: if Nancy had shown up seconds later, it would have been too late.
1: Right. Oh, that yes. is kind of two points to murder, reminiscent a little bit there with the fake doctor with the syringe at the end. See? They...
0: So I do wonder. And honestly, part of me was hoping that, like, oh, we're gonna go see a childhood friend of Ned's. And like, I was slightly thinking back to Two Points to Murder, and I was like, a childhood friend of Ned's. This is a Ned and Nancy mystery. I was thinking, like, is Ned gonna have been in love with this childhood friend? And (laughs) it's gonna be for Link. (laughs) Is it gonna be the same situation that we see? Because Ned is still. You know, has feelings for someone else and doesn't want to admit that to Nancy. And so it's just like, I, I wonder, I do wonder how much of this is situational and like, are they only good in this situation because we're kind of out of Ned's normal environment? Oh, yeah. and we're at a different college, we're and we're seeing a friend that Ned hasn't seen in a long time. It's definitely new. And so it's kind of gives both Ned and Nancy an opportunity to like explore this new world together. Where mm-hmm. instead it was very much Nancy coming into Ned's environment. Which um, he felt was intrusive
1: so, more than anything. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And so is it only okay to Ned because he isn't protective of this environment? Mm, okay. And and if and if so, it's like, well. Ned still has those same issues. You know what I mean? like. So, I don't know. Just a theory. Just what I was
1: thinking about. Oh, Ned. I have a question about the computer stuff. Again, I'm I'm no computer expert. I'm glad they explained enough of it the way that they did. But, like, why did any of this have to be on the computer in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. It seems a little risky if you're going to run this, like, backdoor scheme to issue fake diplomas, don't like keep a record of that on the school's computer network. <laughs> like at it's least a, in a private network for your stuff. There's no reason like at first I thought it was because like, oh well the blank transcripts is on the network, so they have to get on there to access it and then they just save the the new one also on there, which doesn't make sense because that that's not the case either. It's just
0: right. you don't need
1: to get on the network in the first place. So why especially use the network
0: Yeah, especially if you're trying to forge old documents, right? Right. Like they're trying to forge like people's diplomas and transcripts and stuff from the 70s, which obviously wasn't going to be on a computer system. So you'd think you'd want it to look like your old documents and stuff instead of the new stuff. And the reason why um, they get suspicious after looking into it is because the transcripts and the diplomas don't look like the normal transcripts and the normal diplomas.
1: Right. There's even like a typo on one or something, yeah. I you notices. So it's not even like it is the real like blank <laughs> diploma that they the, that the college uses to fill in the name and then issue it to people. This is just a whole other document that happens to look similar enough that it's passed off. But it does have typos. It is a little funky, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a really great point.
1: It just seems really risky, one, to do that where someone could access it, assuming that all this like hidden code, hidden folder stuff wasn't going on, but also to like put it on a computer at all. Like why have a digital record of something like this (laughs) million dollar scheme that you're you're going for here?
0: Yeah, I had not thought about that at all. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. I think I was too like blinded by trying to f- understand what they were even talking about right. with the programming stuff that I was like, okay, whatever. But yeah, no, that does not make any sense. And also like, uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
1: It's almost more effort to put it on the computer. right?
0: right? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure that it was just an attempt to like modernize the Nancy. book, you know? Yeah. And also it's like 1989, like computers are like becoming this big, like cultural thing. Mm-hmm. and only just now so I'm sure it was a way to like make itself kind of relevant to right. the time but yeah
1: this doesn't make any buzzword sense. <laughs> computers use computers they have to be relevant yeah. somehow but it doesn't really matter how they're relevant because yeah
0: I mean it's true that it would be kind of a much more boring book if it wasn't that situation and Link you know just happened to work in like the registrar's office or something mm-hmm. and and, like, all the same stuff happens just without the computers. It would have been boring.
1: Right. No, it makes yeah. for a great plot because you never would have seen this coming. Just, like, right. you know, there's this random computer code that people get keep getting murdered over, almost murdered over. You wouldn't think, like, oh, there must be this, like, million-dollar scam behind the scenes. But it does absolutely make for a great plot. Mm-hmm. It just, in the end, it doesn't really make sense why they would go to all that trouble.
0: So I do also wonder what happens now. After we learned that, like, all of these people have been scammed or not scammed, but, like, have bought into this, you know. Blackmail scheme. scheme, Right. (laughs) Right. What happens? Like, do they, does the school lose that money? Like, well, clearly they're Mm. not going to get any more of those donations. Right. So is the school just subsisting off of those donations? Or what's going to (laughs) happen to bassoon college over here right. <laughs> did,
1: did pickering and chapin just or shapin whoever just loved the school so much that they'd go br- like blackmail random rich guys <laughs> to give money to the school i thought i assumed the money was going to them but if it's well, donations it must be going to the school right right
0: right yeah Come i mean on. i th- i believe that like they were taking a cut of it but i think most of it went to the school which i'm so like strange yeah
1: yeah (laughs) all right give us the money but don't give us the money donate it to this institution
0: because that's how they were operating their scheme right is that like because these guys were alumni now Mm -hmm. it made sense for them to be able to transfer this money in the form of a donation Mm -hmm. whereas like if you were to just be giving random people random lump sums of money like that would attract attention from authorities Whereas if you're giving lump sums of money to your alma mater, that's a normal thing to do. So
1: mm, okay, well that makes more sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I that's what I read. But like, yeah,
1: did all those guys have to like give their diplomas back or not their diplomas? Well, so, like surely, fake documents. Surely they had to. Like, surely go to their bosses and get and fired like, hey, from their jobs. Yeah, and... I, didn't, I didn't really graduate from bassan.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Whew. Anyway. Um, I do want to just make a note of Nancy's, like, the reactions that she had to Cass's cattiness. Oh, uh, the yeah. The thoughts that she had in her head um, was... Oh, so she she makes a crack about Nancy's outfit. So she says, much better than yesterday's costume, Nancy's roommate commented with a tight smile. It takes great legs to look decent in the kind of skirt you had on yesterday, which... Yikes. But then Nancy, this is what Nancy thinks. She says, Nancy had gorgeous legs and knew it. Yeah, Nancy. I guess you don't wear them either, she wanted to say, but decided not to play Cass's game. Mm. So Nancy, in her head, is like, Yeah, well, you have shit legs, so you wouldn't wear that. Like, in her head, that's Nancy's internal monologue. Can you believe? (gasps) Amazing. Hilarious. We love it. Hilarious.
1: Yes, Nancy. We love a self-appreciating queen, and just the uh, resisting the temptation to be catty back because there was really no reason for this cattiness. Link no. had mentioned Nancy a bunch because he was in this situation that he didn't really know what to make of it, so he was really excited because he knew his friend was bringing his detective girlfriend, and that was the long and short of it. That's why he mentioned him mentioned Nancy so much to Cass, and Cass gets jealous over it. Cass was not up to date on her wave of feminism. <laughs>
0: So true. So true. Can we also talk about, though, how sweet it is that Link was like, I know, I need Nancy Drew's help. I know. like He's like, I you know, I'm involved in this really scary mystery. I know, let's call my friend Ned. I know Nancy is a detective and she can help me. Yeah. Instead of going to the police or something, because at this point, Link did have proof, he decides to call his best friend's girlfriend. <laughs> Just very sweet, but also like, come on come on link yeah go to the police or go to school authorities or something right like
1: (laughs) well maybe it's good he didn't go to the school authorities because they probably would have just killed him a little bit easier or i mean they would have had an easier time trying to kill him
0: yeah 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 but these are apparently
1: the only admins there
0: (laughs) yeah yeah where is the rest of the staff
1: it's winter break. They should be either completely closed or there My should guess. be more staff. There shouldn't just be like two random staff members hanging around. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: So, but how sweet yeah. is it that Ned was was talking up Nancy so much to Link?
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> mm. I would
0: I would say it's all if I believed I, if I believed it. Ned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. Oh.
1: Oh, there was also this part. Okay, so after they get arrested by the police, Nancy is still hungry. She only had one piece of taffy. So um, they go get pizza, and Nancy starts talking about how sexy Ned smells because he smells like pepperoni. Oh, Oh, wait.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I missed that.
1: Let me find it, because wait, wait, wait. I was like, hold on. Nancy was turned on by the smell of pepperoni.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't know if she actually used the word sexy, but she was really into the pepperoni scent.
0: I gotta, I gotta find it.
1: I'm glad you came, Ned said. Whoever tried to kill Link doesn't stand a chance now that you're on the case. We'll solve it together, Nancy said with a quick smile. On tiptoe, she kissed him, her arms wrapped around his neck. He smelled of pine, forest, and rain, courtesy of his cologne, and of pepperoni, courtesy of Gianelli's pizza. It was a lovely combination. Nancy breathed <laughs> deeply, taking it all in. Oh my
0: god!
1: doesn't use the word sexy, but she's like really into pepperoni, pine, forest, and rain.
0: I mean, they're honestly the most <laughs> disgusting couple that I think... Like, just the amount of times that they decide to make out in inappropriate places.
1: Like the hospital.
0: (laughs) In the middle of a park. Like, just, I guess, on the ground in a park. In the elevator hospital. (laughs) In the sand in a volleyball pit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In the middle of a volleyball game! In the middle of a volleyball game. Making out in the middle of a volleyball game in the middle of the volleyball court in the sand. Yep. So, I just... They're freaking horn dogs. They're such horn dogs. They're like they want to like jump each other's bones in the closet at Cass's apartment. They're gonna. This is disgusting. I'm sorry, Frank Hardy. You need to eat more pizza. <laughs> There's not enough pizza to attract our Nancy Drew. They do, you know, they do eat a lot of pizza. Ned and Did Nancy you? together. They uh, In uh, the River Heights one, the suspect next door, they were. They took pizza to their front porch where they had a sexy moment too. Mm-hmm. That was oh because my Nancy
1: was turned on by the pizza smell.
0: Pizza is an aphrodisiac <laughs> for Nancy. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Oh, That's goodness. Too funny.
1: Okay, anyway, yeah. you were saying something about something else. Oh, God. Well, was I? Smells. I don't
0: remember what it was.
1: Oh, we didn't even discuss the cover. Should we tackle this? Oh. Or is there, I mean, it, there's not really much to it. It's just Nancy yes. in the sweater, and then I assume that's Link behind her, or maybe Ned. And then we have this little smaller image behind that of what I assume is Ned and Nancy with her flashlight looking at Link on the ground, um, like in the right. bushes near the car.
0: She is like pointing her flashlight directly into Link's face on the right. ground just a little rude if he wasn't, you know, unconscious. But yeah, no, I think it's a pretty standard cover. You know, the Nancy yeah. Drew Files, they always have this setup of, like, Nancy in the foreground, another character or something in the background, and then, like, this, like, Vizhne scene in the back background. Um, and that's what this, you know, this does, too. Yeah, I feel like their outfits are always supposed to, like, indicate the season. Yes. Which is funny. So, yeah, Love both, I, I feel like that's Ned. I feel like that's supposed you think to be so?
1: Ned. I can't tell. Well, I mean, Link is like unconscious from us, the book. So I don't know why True. he would be upright standing there yeah. staring at Nancy. So must I be feel Ned. like
0: surely it's got to be Ned. And then, yeah, they're both wearing these sweaters with kind of hilarious patterns on it. Ned kind of looks like um, Steve from Blues Clues with the stripes. <laughs> Um He totally does. And. <laughs> Nancy has her sweater has like a weird three quarter sleeve situation happening, but it's like puffy sleeved at the same time. Maybe she just rolled it up, and the cuff
1: is like up near her Maybe. elbow, but probably not. Maybe.
0: That would be very eighties if that's what it, she had yeah, done. True, but I gotta say that that shade of pink and that shade of blue are like my favorite. It's like my favorite color oh. combination. Mm-hmm. So I gotta give props to Nancy. Nancy always has such great style on she the covers does. of these books. She does. Great style. Great style.
1: Her hair looks fantastic.
0: It's very voluminous. Mm-hmm. Very fluffy. Yes. Very feathery funny. bangs. Feathery. feathery that's bangs. the word I
1: was looking for. Yes. Very feathery. Yeah.
0: She's a beautiful girl and she knows it. She knows how great her legs are. Oh, yes. <laughs> so flashlight rating.
1: Yeah. Do you want to score it?
0: Five stars. Five stars? I loved it. Really? I loved it. Okay. I loved every minute of it. I loved every second reading it aside from like a couple things i'm like oh really I, this book made me exclaim out loud like yeah I, it, it's great It was so great i was cheering for ned and nancy i didn't really know what was going on at the beginning of the book the mystery mm-hmm. like i'm like you know curious to actually find out what's going on it's it was great five stars five stars
1: five, five stars yeah i'll give it five as well it was just so good
0: yeah this might be the first nancy drew file that we've given five stars
1: Yeah, because I think, well, Shockwaves doesn't really count. I mean, it's technically the Files
0: universe, but
1: not a file. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to announce our next one?
0: Yes. So our next book that we will be covering, number 38, The Final Scene. Woo-hoo! Ooh, yes, very, very exciting. So we will be covering a Nancy Drew file that has been adapted into a Nancy Drew game. So I am sure that some of our conversation will circle around to the certain aspects of the game that um, we can compare to the book. Oh, yes. So I'm very excited to talk about it. I love the final scene. It was my first ever Nancy Drew game. So I guess
1: in a way, <gasps> technically my very first introdu- introduction to the files as well. Because,
0: wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's amazing.
1: What was your first game?
0: Oh, gosh. I think I think Treasure and Royal Tower.
1: Probably, yeah. yeah that was my yeah. second game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was either that or uh, Message in a Haunted Mansion. I remember playing okay. that one with my sister a lot, too.
1: Also a good one to start with.
0: I mean, honestly, we really hit all those early ones because I remember that our our library used to have them and we used to check out Aww. computer games from the library. And so we'd always go to get whatever Nancy Drew game they just had. Right. Um, and so we we hit those first five and we would just kind of whichever one they had, we would pick up. So I don't know oh. what order, but yeah.
1: You gotta love a library.
0: I Thanks know
1: libraries.
0: Honestly. Honestly, libraries are great. You know, I recently started going back to the library and just like browsing. Nice. Sorry, this is an aside. But it's honestly been one of, like, the prime joys in my life going back to the library and just, like, looking at books and browsing books. And did you know, guys, that you could just check out any book from the library that you want to? It's free. And you don't even – it's free, and you don't even have to read it. If you start reading it, you're like, meh, you don't have to finish it. You could just return it to the library and get a different book. It's amazing. (laughs) So, yeah, this is just your little PSA to, you know, go get a library card for your local library if you can. It's a great resource for you. You can even check out Nancy Drew books from your local library.
1: You can. Yeah, maybe go check out The Final Scene, the game or the book.
0: Yeah, use use your library.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited. This is going to, like, come full circle almost. I mean, I, I read the, the mystery stories before I played the games. And, of course, I wanted to play the games because I love the mystery stories so much. But that being my first game, we yeah. did, we get to go back to it. So I'm really oh, excited. So
0: perfect. So perfect.
1: Uh-huh.
0: All righty. Well, um, we'll see you next time, Regular Drews. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Regular Nancy Drew. Email us at regularnancydrew at gmail.com. If you liked this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at regularnancydrew and Twitter at RegularND. You can also support us on Patreon. Patrons at the $1 level receive early access to each episode as well as weekly bonus content. And to all you Regular Drews out there, thanks for listening.